0: now with anchor creators can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all anchor is totally free all you got to do is go download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so what's your excuse man get started like now
2: what's up y'all it's backpack ben i just jumped off the porch with dgb dirty glove bastard This is my interview. Check it out.
1: All right, so we got Backpack Ben off the porch with us today. Yes. How you feeling, (laughs) man?
2: I feel good. First time in Atlanta, so. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. What do you think so far? I like it. I mean, I've been busy, basically 24/7 here. (laughs) <laughs> so uh it's definitely been a good time. Definitely yeah. productive. So Yeah. There's definitely plenty to do here. Even during the pandemic, man, everything's wide open. So Yeah. yeah I mean, I haven't really been to the strip club. I know that's like the spot to they go. They gotta to. take you, man. They gotta take yeah, you. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Even that is networking though. So yeah, you gotta true. slide
1: that in there at some point, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but let's take it back, man. Originally born in Columbia?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was born like outside of Cali in uh, Columbia. Then I moved to the U.S., uh, Manhattan, actually, where I was raised basically my whole life. Okay. Um, when I was like six weeks old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: what was it like growing up in Manhattan, man? That's,
2: that's an experience right there. It's crazy. I mean, it's definitely, you know, the place that I love to live in. I get all my work done there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to school there, so I have all my friends that are, that live there. I have artists there too, so you can definitely get a lot done there. Oh yeah. Yeah. What part of Manhattan did you grow up in? Upper East Side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you went to college too, right, to play ball? Yeah, so I went to college for my first two years. Uh, first year I played basketball, uh, and then second year I stopped playing basketball just to focus like all my time on music. So that's like, That's kind of where it switched over like my passions playing basketball since i was a kid ball is life hoop dreams you know just uh grinding basically yeah Yeah. so how good were you man i could shoot (laughs) i could shoot and i didn't care what people said you know like i'll shoot 20 times a game doesn't matter (laughs) that's that's really what what i did you know yeah yeah so
1: were you shooting guard what position were you playing yeah i was shooting guard okay yeah so after that
2: first year, what happened? Did anything happen or what your nah, whole passion just change? I mean, actually what happened was uh, in that summer from my first year in college to my second year in college, uh, I was in the studio a lot. I was working on music. I started producing when I was 14. Okay. So it's something I was doing like as a hobby because I had basketball practice, then I had schoolwork I had to do, and then the music came last kind of. Um, so during the summer that year, I was just in the studio constantly um, networking. I happened to meet like an A&R from Atlantic Records. And that kind of brought me in the building that whole summer I was just in meetings, meeting different contacts, A&Rs, radio people, marketing. Uh, So I felt like that was a real opportunity to like learn the industry from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how it, when I decided like, I'm not gonna play basketball anymore. um, That was a big part of it, definitely. Were your coaches surprised when you popped up and like, sorry guys. (laughs) It was tough. I mean, we had like a young team and I was definitely gonna be one of the guys that was gonna be playing like a lot. So um, yeah, I don't know. Like they were definitely surprised. My friends were surprised too, Um, but I think they all, Get now at least that it was the right decision for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: I feel that. So when you were fourteen, well, um, what kind of inspired you to start uh, making beats back
2: then? So I I started playing guitar when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. and then I played the viola from like fifth grade until I graduated high school. What's the viola? The viola it's like same strings as a cello. Okay. Um, but it looks like a violin, essentially. You play it the same way. Okay. Um, yeah, so I actually played in Carnegie Hall twice. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, like that's really what got me into music in the first place was playing instruments, playing other songs. And then what kind of pushed it further was um, making my own music because I was tired of playing other people's music constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So were you self-taught on how to make beats? Were you using software or were you using hardware? Um, I was using all like digital stuff basically. Okay. So I started out on like GarageBand, just like <laughs> fooling around, doing whatever. Um, and then like a year later, like I was on Logic, just trying to like figure out everything that's there, like understand the programming uh, and that that takes time. So I think like the first couple of years that I was doing it was really like just testing, practicing, getting better. Um, and then from there, like, I could navigate the software perfectly, and that's why I'm still on Logic. It's kind of like the, it's logical to me, (laughs) you know, so, um, yeah, I stay on Logic. That's that's what I do everything on. Yeah. Were there any producers that you kind of looked up to when you were first starting or anyone that inspired you? Uh, There are a lot of them. I mean, Timbaland is one of, like, the pioneers, I feel like for just being able to cross over like genres. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm definitely interested in, at least just bringing in different sounds, different rhythms, different artistry, uh, and bringing it together, uh, like just collaboratively. So he was one of them in terms of like, just stuff that knocks, always Metro Boomin was like the first one. I always liked how he was, he didn't have to be like in the limelight. You know, people are always wondering, like, what is he doing? Because that's what I was thinking, too. Like, <laughs> what's next? Like, what is he doing next? So I definitely like picked up a little bit on how he marketed himself. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that I like look up to in terms of, you know, how to go through the business and how to just get those relationships that push you, push them uh, and they work together seamlessly. Yeah. How long did it take you for you to develop your own sound? I mean, I don't know if I have one sound. I think versatility is everything. So if I can go make a rap song, hip hop, trap, and I can go make a pop song at the same time. I think that's like my job is I'm, I'm utilizing everything that I know. Um, I don't think it's smart for producers to box themselves into doing one thing. We can do a lot of different things we can um, work with a lot of different artists with a lot of different sounds Mm -hmm. what it is now is just collaborating with other producers with other artists and try to get yourself out of that box that i feel like producers are always put into yeah i feel that yeah how'd you get the name backpack ben always have my bag with me. <laughs> it's got <laughs> yeah. your name on it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually making, like, my own, like, custom bag, too. Okay. So that I'm excited to, to show the world that That's, that should be exciting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always have my bag with me. I think it started, like, from when I was playing basketball. I always had, like, my shoes to play basketball. And now it's, like, I always have my laptop with me so I could work. Headphones, whatever I need, chargers. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, I guess, a mentality of just always being ready, always
0: having yourself with you, always being. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light.
2: And prepared. Um, that's kind of like what it means to me. Yeah. yeah. Who were some of the first rappers to uh, jump on your beats? first rappers to jump on my beats. Uh, Smoky okay, from New York. That was like the first kind of big placement I had. He had just been picked up by ASAP. Mm -hmm. So um, that was definitely exciting. Uh, And then I started to just look for artists just around the country that I thought were cool. Um, Bri Greta from Philadelphia. He was one of the first ones that I worked with. I actually went out to Philly, drove out there, Met him there when he was like 16. Oh wow. Um, I think I was probably 18 at the time. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how it started was like me just reaching out to people. Uh, And from there, that's how I got to having a project really. (laughs) Just working, meeting different people, networking, hitting people up on DM. That's really how it happens. Yeah. Do you prefer to cook up with the artist present or have your beats already ready and just kind of send them out? I mean, I feel like regardless of if I'm there or not, I can kind of figure out what they need for their sound. It might come across better if you're actually in the studio with them and you can kind of explain it to them. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I have a pretty good uh, ear for what the artist is looking for. So I don't think it really matters if you're there or not. Um, But it definitely is a different energy like when you're in the studio with the artist no matter what, if you're cooking the beat or you're just, you know, getting like them to record or write lyrics to, yeah, like that's something I like to be a part of every single stage, like producing, executive producing, uh, like vocal mixing, vocal mastering, all that stuff. Like I'm really just, that's really what I focus on. Yeah. So you're
1: very hands-on when you're present and they are recording. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what's your creative process
2: like? Do you start out with like the drums? Do you start out with a melody? I change it up constantly. Okay. So I know like what I said about versatility, I can start a beat knowing like what I want it to be. So if I want it to be like a more pop or Latin like bass song, yeah, I could start with the drums and just know that that's like the vibe that I'm going for and start feeling that. Um, but my creative process is is really all over the place. Like I could start with just like, a sample like clap or like a sample like industrial like sound or something like that i can build a beat around that yeah yeah what's your thoughts on loops loops i mean it's changed it's changed like the whole beat making process so i i feel like the one thing i would say is like if loop makers if someone makes a beat with their loop they should let people know (laughs) that somebody's used it you know yeah that's the one thing that i think is like Could be a problem coming up soon like in terms of just like copywriting stuff and claiming stuff so i I don't hate on it at all like i use loops too because i have to make 10 15 beats a day like i need to have as much creativity around me as possible so uh, i definitely don't frown on it i work with artists that and producers that send me loops so i would have less tracks made right now if loops didn't exist yeah And that's just a simple fact Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like you said definitely changed the game definitely yeah
1: Yeah. do you spend a lot of time on your beats or are you kind of like within
2: 15 minutes like this is it i spend like 15 minutes 20 minutes just getting the ideas down yeah Uh, i always go back like later like probably right before i go to sleep and i arrange like 10 beats just to have like it change up in between because i feel like if you arrange beats like one after the other um you're not going to arrange it the same exact way so i definitely try to get creative with doing that um yeah yeah do you have a producer tag i do not i noticed that yeah you're one of the few that don't i'm one of the few that don't because i release music under my label under my company so you see who put it out, you see the name of the artist, you don't need a tag there to tell you what it is. Like you can already figure it out. Just look at the artist. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. How'd you link up with uh, Blueprint Music Group? Uh, I actually linked up through Blueprint Music Group through uh, my partner Mo. Okay. And we're just tapped in. We got everyone on board. It's a great company. I'm just happy to be a part, happy to be in those meetings, happy to be on those calls. It's it's really an honor. Yeah. Um, can you talk about these beat detention challenges you've been doing on that? Yeah, beat detention is like it's something that I want to start and I want to continue to grow. Um, like, I wish that when I was younger, I would see other producers doing something like that where they have A beat they put out and they're like yo best freestyle gets a studio session with me like that'd be amazing like I don't even rap I would probably rap on that just to get a studio (laughs) session just soak up that game (laughs) exactly um but yeah so right now I'm doing it uh every week new beat every week we just have people submit videos uh and then we just tell people who the winner are we post the video let people know um and I just hope to keep building with that it's cool because for the samples and stuff, I could use literally anything because I just put the beat on SoundCloud. Okay. So I don't have to worry about clearances or yeah. whatever. I'm not releasing the songs. Like, it's also enjoyable for me to be able to make beats with stuff that I can't like clear, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. How's the feedback, man? You get a lot of submissions each week? Yeah, we get a good amount of submissions every week. It continues to go up. I think we're on week five right now. Yeah. So it's still starting up just figuring out different ways to promote it, get more people to, uh, to even just listen to like the winners, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that put the time in to like submit mm-hmm. the video. They deserve all the credit, you know? Yeah. All right. Talk to us about this new project, man. Dropped out. Dropped out. It's like my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my firstborn right there. That's uh, eight different artists from around the country, eight different beats. I did uh, all the production, all the executive production, uh, production for it, uh, mixing, all that. I had a hand in literally everything in it from the cover art to the videos. So that's like my first kind of step into the industry, releasing music uh, under myself, under my company. So I'm excited. It's it's a lot of different sounds. It's a lot of different artists with different things going on. Um, And they're all up and coming. They're all people that should be on a freshman type of list, you know? Um, Not saying that XXL doesn't do that right, but there needs to be something that promotes, like, up-and-coming artists like that. So it's a showcase for them, basically. How long have you been working on this project? (sighs) Some of those songs are, like, probably plus a year. Okay. You know, they've been there for a while, and I took the time, like, over quarantine just to... Know like what I had there and how I could put it together uh, and make sure it sounded good. So um, yeah, some of those songs have been sitting with me for for a while. Like I said, I saw Bry when I was eighteen. Like that's some of the stuff that we started working on back then. Um, so that's three years ago. Oh sure, yeah. First single did that. Yeah. Okay. What can you tell us about this song? Uh, so me and. Um, and Jesus Honcho, we actually were living together in L.A. Um, for about a month or so, and we were just in the studio every single day. Um, those were like that was one of the the songs that I made that beat like with him just like in the living room, and he starts writing to it, and we're like, all right, yo, like let me call up who's around, like we need to get in the studio right now. <laughs> so we knocked that song out quick, like. Through and through, that's probably one of the fastest recorded songs that I've done. Um, And yeah, like I took maybe like two or three sessions just by myself, literally just mixing the vocals, making sure that everything sounded right. It just felt like it was a good fit um, because we talk all the time. So for him to be like the first song that was dropping and we have like good communication, we're always talking uh, and I'm always here to like help him with his stuff. Uh, if he needs anything from me so it felt like that was a good place to start somebody that i was really like friends with that i really worked with on like a closer level with Mm -hmm. to be the person that would be down to like promote the stuff and like just be happy where i am from like where we started basically yeah yeah i feel that do you know what the next single is going to be yeah next single is no good featuring jake james okay um that's like a big, like, it's a radio record. Like I could just hear it on the radio. Um, unfortunately, in New York, we don't have clubs, but you would hear it in the club. <laughs> <laughs> and when I DJ, I'll be DJing all the summer. So that'll be DJ as well? Yeah, I DJ no, so. as well. Okay. Yeah. When do you think the project will be ready? It's ready. When do you think it will be out? <laughs> I can't tell you that, okay. but <laughs> it's ready to go. I'm already on the second one. <laughs> okay, that's what's but up, yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk to us about this clothing line, man. We see you got some pieces. Yeah, here. so these are some of our designs. We're really just starting up, but we have a lot coming. We're just working constantly. Um, if you wanna find it, it's Yomo Clothing, Y-O-M-O underscore C-L-O-T-H-E-N. Uh, on Instagram, we have like customized stuff that's really what we're doing uh, right now, so like this is like a miami like version. We have like the airport codes yeah um, but yeah, like that's really what I wear because I have to support you know everything that we're doing that we're trying to build uh, so i don't wear anything else really. Yeah. This is also from that okay <laughs> yeah is there a meaning behind Yomo? that's that's what brought me everything I don't have to say anything else than that that's that's why I'm here right now okay yeah all right what else you working on what else is coming up 2021 for backpack Ben. 2021 artists artists find me at me I'm gonna go and get them exactly what they need so I already have a bunch of artists that I'm talking to right now trying to figure out a way that we can work together um but I'm signing all year, I'm signing artists. That's what I'm doing constantly. That's what I do in my free time. I listen to new artists, people that I don't know, Mm -hmm. so I can find the next sound. Uh, So that's literally all I'm focused on right now. Okay. Yeah. Any shout outs before we wrap it up? (sighs) Shout out my team, shout out Blueprint, shout out Mo, Gabe, Brittany, shout out DGB for having me on this interview, Uh, Spitty, as well setting it all up Um But yeah that's about it
1: <laughs> When something happens to your kitchen You might say
0: This is ludicrous But that won't fix your home That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous Having trouble don't panic Don't be alarmed You need to file a claim Holla at State Farm